Hi, I'm Denise Bailey. And I'm Dr. Monica Parker. And you're listening to My Parents Are Now My Kids, a medical doctor's view and daughter's journey through memory loss and other dementias. As a doctor, I'll help you navigate through the often confusing, confounding, and frequently frustrating technical aspects of dementia. And as a daughter, I'll share with you some things I've experienced caring for and loving my parents who both struggled with these disorders. We want you to have hope and to see that there is light at the end of the tunnel. And we'll tell you that sometimes that light is coming straight at you and you just have to get out of the way. Let's get started. Hi, Denise. How are you? I'm doing well, Denise. How are you? I can't complain. It's uh, new times that we're in, different times. It's very unusual, don't you agree? Agree. Yes. We're trying to social distance in this age of coronavirus, and um, we want to talk today about dementia and Alzheimer's during this time of coronavirus. And okay. Yes. So uh, personally, I am, have been blessed to be able to work from home. Mm-hmm. I don't know if a lot of people have been able to, but it uh, seems like the majority of the country in the world is trying to navigate that. So it adds a little bit of extra special um, energy, I would say, to work from home, handle the pandemic, and handle your loved one with Alzheimer's or dementia. You got any um, suggestions or advice about that? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, like you, um, I've been in sh- at home sheltering in place with uh, my husband and my mother, and uh, all of us have had some challenges, health challenges in this period. But what I would say, uh, unlike a lot of people, I'm, I enjoy being at home because I'm rarely at home. But I think that one of the things that is important when you're a caregiver with somebody who has dementia is sticking to whatever your routine is. Um, We're home a little bit more, so we probably have to create more activities uh, to keep ourselves occupied, but the activities of the person we're caring for shouldn't really vary or deviate a whole lot. So if your routine in the morning is to get up at nine o'clock in the morning or get your mother or your father up at nine o'clock in the morning because you have to go to work and be at work by 11, then you need to get her up at nine o'clock in the morning every single day. Do what you would normally do. The problem is that now you are there more often and so you are not likely to stick on your routine But just as we stress that routine is important for older adults with dementia because that's the way that they can control the environment around them, you know, making up their bed, you know, doing whatever their rituals are, their activity levels, keep those things on the same schedule. What you have to do as the caregiver who's now at home is to adjust your schedule to what theirs is. You know, now you're available a little bit more to see and support them, so you figure out how to do that. But the most important thing is that you need to keep them on their schedule and create a new schedule for yourself, both for your own um, 
I won't say professional development, but mostly for your own sense of well-being and mental health. So maybe you couldn't get in any exercise before. Well, now you don't have to get to work by 11 o'clock. Maybe at 11 o'clock, you need to take yourself around the block, go downstairs, pick up your kettlebells, you know, do your yoga on television, Zoom, whatever it is you want to do. But the important thing during this period of COVID-19, this, I call it sequestration, quarantine, whatever you want to call it, is you've got to keep yourself occupied, but you have to keep them on their usual schedule. That's perfect. You, We've always been preaching about um, keeping a schedule and that helps your loved one um, in the normalcy of their day. But how do you explained to them, or do you explain to them what this pandemic is all about, what is going on? Do you shelter them as though they were too, like a child, like it's something that they should not have to worry about, or do you um, include them in on the conversation if they're able to understand? Okay, I think that you kind of answered your own question. First of all, people with dementing disorders aren't going to understand pandemics. So trying to explain it to them isn't going to help them. It's going to frustrate you. So there are some things that you are going to probably do a little bit differently during this pandemic that you hadn't done before. Okay, washing your hands more often. I mean, I like to, I'm grateful for the pandemic for a couple of reasons. Number one is we're reinforcing basic hygiene practices. Okay. You wash your hands when you come in from out of doors. You wash your hands before you eat a meal. You wash your hands when you come out of the restroom. But most importantly, and this is a big piece, you're washing your hands more. You're wiping off the countertops. You're wiping off the doorknobs. And that may even be a new activity for your loved one. It's like, okay, mom, okay, dad, we're coming in. We got to wipe off these countertops with the Clorox wipes. Now that may be a new activity that you can join to get do together. But I don't think that for the average person with dementia, trying to explain pandemic is going to help them. Now this may be problematic if you have a relative who lives in an assisted living facility or in a nursing home where they're cared for by other people in Part of your routine is to go by there every day at four o'clock and maybe your relative is not going to be able to see you at four o'clock anymore because the facility has not allowed or is not allowing visitors in or out. Now that's a little different scenario. Okay, before we get to that, before we get to that scenario, um, I want to pick up on something that you mentioned about, you said I sort of answered my own question about they're not able to understand. But I think an, an important part of that is it may be best not to explain it to them because you don't want to panic them or alarm them. And, exactly. and you have to be careful about the way you react to it because your emotions can trigger something in them, even if they don't understand what's going on. And if you don't verbalize it, just your uh, panic and your fear and your frustration may you know, manifest itself in them and their reaction. And that's true too. Uh, But I think that most people with advanced dementia aren't going to understand pandemic from nothing. So 
trying to explain that is not a problem. The person who needs to be managed is you, the caregiver. You need to manage your response and your activities so that you don't distress the person you are caring for. Well, let me ask you this. If they do hear something, just in case they pick up on something, they may not How be- How would they pick to... it up? By listening well, to the television? Yep, television, because that they, um, my mother, for example, watches TV a lot. You know, she is still likes her game shows and things like that, but you know, this pandemic is 24 seven and every station, even if it's not um, on a station, she may flip to another station and up it comes. So, and, um, and, and that's a good point. This brings up one of the things that's very important. We are telling caregivers not to allow people to watch television where this coronavirus 19 pandemic is being discussed 24 seven. You know, if your mom likes game shows, then be sure to monitor her television watching so that that is what she's watching and not this COVID, not people being murdered, not violent programs, because they do kind of put themselves in that picture. So I one watching too much television, just using the television as a baby monitor, uh, grandma watcher is not appropriate. They don't need to be watching television 24-7. If we're going to watch a game show, if we have an 11 o'clock game show or a story that we like, General Hospital, I, you know, some people still watch the soaps, but limit it to that. You don't need them watching those things on television. And more importantly, this generation grew up listening to the radio. You don't need to have the radio on set to a news station or a channel. If you're interested in that, then you do that, but turn it off. And let me let me tell our listeners, if by any chance they happen to uh, flip to a station on the television or the radio that might um, say something about the coronavirus, you just have to um, reassure them that everything is okay. That's that a good keeping, thing, reassure. Oh, it's all right, mama, it doesn't keep, apply to us. Right, that you're keeping them safe and that you are here with them and um, everything is going to be okay. So uh, I think we're saying that there's really no need to discuss the virus. Just keep an eye on them. Um, keep the good hygiene up. You said that's a great advantage of this pandemic. If anything, you're, you're clean, cleaner, um, practicing more cleanliness and great hygiene. So that's really good for them. And um, also, We've been practicing this. I think the whole world has been practicing this, um, but we're staying home. You know, that, that keeps them safe. I, um, keep, keep them at home. Stay at home as much as possible because, you know, they're in that age group more than likely where they're um, more susceptible to this virus. And, and, and I think to limit visitors. I think it's common sense, but uh, maybe people may not even think about that. Um, personally, I had... Uh, a caregiver that would come into the home while I went to work. But now um, my caregiver, you know, I'm putting her off for the meantime. And that was something that you have to worry about. If you're still having a caregiver come into your home, you've got to worry yourself a little bit about what they're bringing into the home. So just be vigilant with them. Uh, do you agree? And Agree. And I think that if you look at the cdc.gov website, there are, I can't really think of a better resource for what to do and what not to do. 
as you said, you need to limit the number of visitors coming in and out of your house. If you can do that, but more importantly, when people do come in your house, what are you doing to make sure that they are protected? If they're not wearing a face mask, have one available for them to put over their face as they come into your house to do whatever job it is. Um, in my own home, I bought uh, my children provided face masks for us to give to guests who came into our home. We gave them uh, shoe covers so they wouldn't be tra tracking stuff through our houses and certainly showed them access to the bathroom where they could go in and wash their hands uh, to prepare to do whatever service it is. So, um, you know, you said stay at home. You know, the, the governor, the mayor, the president have all asked us to stay at home and to uh, avoid coming in contact with people who may be asymptomatic carriers of the Corona-19 virus. So when we wear a face mask, we're protecting, keeping ourselves from transmitting infection to other people. Okay, that's why we're wearing it. It's not so much so that we don't catch it. It's there are lots of people walking around who may be positive with the coronavirus, but not exhibiting and showing any symptoms. So you don't wanna share and spread those symptoms. If you take your loved one who has dementia out in public to the doctor's office, to grocery shop or to some other necessary service, be sure that you are following the social distancing recommendations that you and the care provided, the person who's being cared for are both wearing face masks. Now, explaining to a loved one with dementia why he or she needs to wear a face mask may be a little problematic. And then that becomes, okay, why are we out in public? Why are we do, subjecting him or her to this anyway? Let me interject here because I've been able to make it uh, almost like a game because uh, when I've had to go out on a limited basis to buy groceries, just like everyone else, um, I put on my mask, I put on my gloves, I even put on a hat. And then when we're in the car, I don't let mom get out of the car. She's happy with that. She's happy to just ride out and get out of the house. But when she sees other people with masks, she'll go, where's mine? So I was like, okay. So even though she doesn't get out of the car, I'm able to give her a mask. And so maybe those listeners out there who might find it hard to get their loved one to put a mask on, if you kind of point out that everyone else is wearing a mask, my mother's the type is like, if they have that, I want one too. So that might be helpful just to say, well, look, look, Ma, or look, Dad, they've got a mask on. Don't you want yours? And, and they might, you know, go ahead and put that mask on, and that would be helpful. At least it's been helpful for me. Um, one other thing uh, that I've been trying to do with my mom is find uh, times of relaxation. Um, so uh, the advantage of being able to be home, which is uh, awesome, and working from home, I, in between working, I've been able to do things with my mom. I've been able to uh, sort of go back to the way things used to be. I've gotten uh, jigsaw puzzles and I've gotten puzzles that we put together and, and she seems to like that. And I've turned on music and she'll do a little dance and sometimes just to sort of get her exercise in. Um, I walk her around the house and, and get uh, her moving. So those are some of the things that I've been able to do and, and hopefully others can do to sort of have moments of relaxation. That's, is that a good idea? 
that's good. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. <laughs> um, I saw another thing, um, and this holds not just for those with Alzheimer's and dementia, but um, everyone should get stocked up on their medications so that they well, you're, don't. You know, this is this is another one of those things. So, in addition to keeping your loved ones' routine the same and keeping the appointments that are necessary for you to keep, yeah. You should have on hand all the medicines that he or she requires to manage their chronic processes. So if you don't have them, call the doctor and get them to refill them. Given that most doctors are not having face-to-face -face visits, we are having telemedicine and telephone conferences instead, please call your respective doctor's offices to make sure your relative has enough of the medication that he or she is required to take. The other thing is, if they are scheduled for a routine um, examination or a office visit that was scheduled three months ago for some time this month, call the doctor's office to see whether or not that visit is gonna be an in-person face-to-face visit or if they're using a telemedicine platform at this point in time. Um, we've only recently had elective surgeries being rescheduled and elective procedures in hospitals. Doctors' offices may be a little slower to come back on board. So before you get ready to go to your next doctor's appointment, please call ahead of time and be clear about whether this is an in-person or a telemedicine visit. Be sure to make sure that your provider knows that you are out of or in need of a medication refill. Good advice. Good advice. So um, I think we gave out some good information today. Um, we just have to keep up their routine, um, be that, you know, comforting, soothing person in their life to let them know that everything's going to be okay if for any reason they happen to hear something about uh, the coronavirus, but just assure them that they're safe with you. You're keeping them safe. Um, like I said, keep their routine, um, keep up their hygiene, uh, and try to find moments of relaxation. So um, thank you, Dr. Monica. I think we gave out some good information today. Thank you very much, Denise. I appreciate you.